0: For those of us remaining in the sanctuary, our scripture this morning is from the Gospel of John, and I'm excited because I know all of you are going to get to hear this new verse for the very first time. It's uh, John chapter 3, starting in verse 16. Nobody's heard that before, right? We're going to read 16 through 21 this morning. If you have your Bibles, please join me there. Let us receive God's word. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. But people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, creator of earth, and heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be together and hear your word. And my prayer, Lord, is that your spirit will be present with us, and the message you have for each of us is going to be into our heart in a way, in a different way, in a new way that we can experience you today, Lord. We love you, and we pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Hola, Covenant. Mi nombre, my name is Dario Vargas. I'm, I am one of the pastors here at Covenant, and I lead the Hispanic Ministries here at Covenant. And I'm so grateful and honored to be with you, to, 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 to preach the Word of God. And in addition to that, I'm very excited because we are starting a new series called Jesus is Savior. During the following weeks, we are going to talk about Jesus. The theme is going to be Jesus from now on until December, until Christmas. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesucristo in Spanish. It's going to be awesome. Do not miss the opportunity to come and learn about Jesus. Today, we just read one of the verses, very well-known verses. Every Christian knows that. Every Christian has probably memorized in the BBS when we were young, and, and also in Latin America. I'm from Colombia. We also memorize in Colombia. It's very a famous verse, one of the verses well-known. And we see it in everywhere. We see it in books. We see it in paintings. We see even in the sports. Do you remember Tim Tebow? Who remember Tim Tebow? Remember that player, American football player. I'm not a fan of football player, but basically he 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 paints John 3:16, and it was it was amazing what happened. You can read it. You can you remember that one? I I I'm not going to explain because again I'm not familiar with. Football, American football, even though I have lived many years in this country, I still don't get it. But we have another player. We have another player, which is from Brazil. His name is Neymar. He uses as well, John three sixteen and other verses we're using in his teacher. Now, we are going to rem- see for the, remember these verses and remember that Jesus is Savior of the world. We are going to take a new look about this you probably said oh i have heard this message i really have said what are you going to talk about it what new is but this is going to be a new fresh because i'm going to invite you to get back in time i want to invite you to hear what the first hearers of the gospel of john hear when this gospel was pronounced and these verses were told we're talking about to get back 85 or maybe 95 years before Christ. And the way is the following. The way that the gospel of John describes the universe are two spheres. Follow me. One sphere is called heaven. And the other sphere is called world. You do to understand what I'm talking about. Let's talk a bit here about the world. I'm talking, not talking about the word, word. I have a difficult time to pronounce that one, but just to make sure, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Two spheres, heaven and the world. And in heaven is where God dwells, okay? And where we can experience a sphere, where we can find love, acceptance, security, freedom, spirit, through, grace, life, light, fullness, community, and abundance. All of these you can find it in the Gospel of John. And in the sphere that is below, which is the world, we find totally the opposite. Totally the opposite. We find darkness, fear, hate, emptiness, legalism bloodness, lies, flesh, division, scarcity. All of these are in the sphere of the world. And John is trying to describe that there is no way that hum- humanity, the world, when I'm talking about world, I'm talking about the humankind, can get access to God. There is no way you can do it. He was trying to divide these two spheres separate. There is no way. There is no intersection. That was what he was trying to tell to the first when I was When I was preparing the message... I said, Lord, give me an image that is not a Greek Hellenistic background, that doesn't have this Greek background, something that we can resonate. And the image that I came is a house. Okay. It's a house. What John is describing is a house with one first floor and a basement. And you will understand, well, why are you talking about a basement? I'm from Colombia. We don't have basements in Colombia. We don't have basements in Latin America. We don't have basements in Houston, where where I have been living all of these years. So where where I got this one, let me tell you. I was single. I graduated in Bogota, Colombia. And after a few years, I decided to come to the US to study an an MBA. And I decided to go to Philadelphia. One university called La Salle University in Philadelphia, a small university. And uh, and I went there, and the first year, two years program. The first year I went and living in the in the in the campus, and I realized it's very expensive to live in the campus. I can go outside of the campus, so I went and found a couple, very nice couple, retired couple who uh, live in Jenkintown, close by to the university, and uh, and they, they they told me, yeah, you can have this room we rented. Very nice people. And she's playing the house. And she was telling me, This is the kitchen, this is your room, this is the, this is the rules that we're going to place. Now, when you go to the laundry, you need to go to the basement. Where? The basement. <laughs> I didn't like what I experienced. This basement was dark, absolutely dark. There was no light in that one, there was no windows. And for some strike, it was always colder than the house. In the summer is nice, but in the in the winter is not nice. I don't know why. Always was colder. It was it was smelly as well. It smelled something. Everything was deorganized. There was no order. No order. Absolutely no order at all. And the worst part, when I was doing my laundry, I start. Some spiders came sometimes from the ceiling to me, big spiders, yellow spiders. And I was explaining to this lady, what is these spiders? They said, don't kill it. They are good for the house. Good for the house? Anyway, that was the spirit. That was the spirit. And the worst part, we said, be careful, Dario, because uh, this, this particular basement can be locked from outside. So... Just, just make sure that, that you know, I mean, we know where you are, we don't lock it. And I would say, no, I was thinking about those, you know, this news in America where, where people are kidnapping and they have for 20 years in a basement. <laughs> that's, the experience how what, that's the experience that I felt. And that's the experience that the world and human beings are. That's a reality. Could be shocking for you. Could be shocking for you that Johnny described it this way, the world. but that's the reality. That's reality because after seeing, we were separated from God. You know that. We were in darkness. And all of these that I mentioned about the heaven are the internals uh, that we're looking for as a human beings. That, those needs of, of assurance, of, of, of love, of security. We are looking for those and the human being are going to try to solve it because it's a natural way to do it. We were created that way to be in community with God. So those I mentioned about heaven, we are going to try to fulfill in a basement, completely emptiness, in darkness, with others that are in fear. Try to get assurance and security with our jobs. Try to take identity Maybe with with something that the world is presenting to you as a good one. That's the Word that the Gospel of John was trying to tell you and show you. could be shocking, but this is the reality. This is the reality. So we read how God saves the world. I'm going to give you three reasons. Not only why, but how He did it. And the first one is the reason why how he did it is because God loves the world. That's where John 3:16 comes. Because God loves the world so much, but so much that He sent in a mission to the Son. It's very important to understand: love generates action. Love Always generate action. Genuine love always generates action. You can see it with your par- when you are a parent, when you are a brother. If you love somebody, you do something. You start doing something. That's exactly what God did. He sent his only son to rescue us. To come to this basement. And those who believe that He came, uh, he came are going to experience heaven on earth are going to have eternal life. Eternal life, just to let you know, eternal life is experience heaven right now in this era. Not the era that is coming later. No, It's not when you are going to die and then then you're experiencing heaven. No, you can experience right now heaven on earth. If you want to imagine something about the, the basement, I want you to think something like Jesus knocked your door. Are you here? Are you here and coming to rescue? And if when you understand that he's coming to rescue, and he's the only one that can save you, because you cannot save yourself. Nobody can save you except him. Then you say yes, and he's going to open that basement. And he's going to place a stairs. let's put it the way, a leather. It's not the same as stairs. That we're thinking that we will be able to go to the first floor. No. It's a new ladder. It's a full of grace. Full of life. Full of truth. Full of all the, 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 the uh, company that I talk about heaven. It's a special ladder for you. Not for your neighbor. It's for you. Because the invitation is personal. Are you here? I'm coming to save you. Believe in me, believe in me, and I will place a letter to you so you can experience heaven on earth. And if we are obedient, we start walking in that, stair, in, that, in that letter. And every step, you get closer to God, and you know more about God. But from the beginning, you will experience heaven. You are going to experience your identity you are born again. You are safe. You are going, you are safe already. You have the seal of the Holy Spirit that the world is talking about. You are already seal. There is nothing that can destroy this salvation. But, but for those who don't want to respond to the call, for those who don't want to hear, they're going to perish. And that word perish means not, they're not going to receive the benefits of salvation. They're going to stay in that, particular, um, in that particular basement in darkness. That's the meaning of 316 in a new way. The second reason, the second reason uh, Jesus is the Savior of the world is because Jesus does not condemn us. And we're going to read the verses 17. Let's, let's read it again. Verses 17 to 18. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. I want you to pay attention the verse 18, the word already condemned. Everybody in these basements are already condemned because the original sin. We are condemned, but Jesus coming to eliminate all of your sins, past, present, and future. Absolutely all of them, not only forgiveness, but eliminate every record that you have done, every record. I'm going to give you an example. My son just graduated, and he went to work to Dallas. So we are so happy because we delete him from our payroll home. No, He's already started paying his own bills. So I told son, "You need to start paying for the insurance." I know I should have forcing him to pay down. but anyway, I, I, this is the time. He's making money, real money, so go and uh, start paying for the insurance. When we withdraw his card to his policy for the first time, the insurance went up. And, and he said, "That what's going on? You told me it was less." I said, "Well, let me call you." I call. I said, "Well, you have an accident. Remember, that accident is going is the reason why in your score you went up the insurance. The premium went up." He said, "But that the judge said, I don't need to pay because I did all the classes." And he said, "That that's when when, when I told him, but but the record is still there. The record is still there." And that's the same analogy that I wanted to, to mention to you. He, he, You're not condemned and all the records are deleted. All your sins, everything is deleted from your life. Now and in the future, you have that assurance. You have that assurance. And I like to mention that we're condemned because sometimes we don't talk about sin or condemnation. We sometimes talk about the good news only, we stayed in the good news, and we don't like to to say I am a sinner or or this is this is no sin is a mistake, it's not really a sin. No, the reality, we are condemned. We are sinners. Rom 3:23. All of all are, are are sinners and all deserve to be without God. Romans 6:23 as well. And the third reason why. He saved the world it's because his son is light. His son is light, and that's that's read the verse nineteen and twenty, because this is beautiful. This is the verdict: light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. People continue doing evil things, and they don't like the light. Everyone who does evil hates the light. I will not come into the light for fear that this will be exposed. But we have the light. We have. Jesus came to know in this batement the light for you. Show you this ladder where you can start knowing God and be closer to God Continuously. And knowing I have experienced more heaven on earth. You have the light. And the other meaningful thing about the light is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. You receive the Holy Spirit. In a way, because you know the truth. In a way that you know, you know, that God saved you. You start acting in response. In the same way God responds to send his son. Then you start doing the same. Then you're going in a mission. You understand the salvation. You understand the, the the beautiful salvation that God has done to done to you. So you are going to do the same. And you're becoming the light as well, the salt of the world. And you're going to tell others, do you hear that message? That's God. That's God that is calling you to born again. And then you will be you you are you will be in mission and something in the verse 21. But whoever lives by the truth. Comes into the light. So that they may be seen planning. That they have done. Has been done in the sight of God. They have been obedience, And whatever we do. God sees. And he's delighted. Because you are doing. What you are supposed to do. Your true identity. The false self. That was in that particular basement. Is gone. You are born again. It. You have in that particular letter when you go up, you discover your true self. You discover why he created you and give you, he give you like a seal, a, 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 a divine seal, where where the purpose for your life is right there. You discover that. You discover that. That's the reason why God is the savior of the world. I'm going to close with an analogy that we find also in the Old Testament in Genesis with Jacob. Jacob was escaping from his brother Esau. And he was desperate because, if you remember, Jacob took the blessing that's supposed to be from for his brother. So he was escaping, and, uh, and he went he went, I don't have the slides on the screen, but I'm going to read it to you. He, he, went, he went to Jeku um, left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put in, the, in under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream. In which he saw a stairway resting on earth, with the top reaching to heaven. And the angels, and the angels of God were descending and ascending on it. There, above it, stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dots of the earth, and you will be spread out to the west and to the east, to the north, to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offsprings. And I am with you, and I will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land, and I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Reinforce the covenant that I had with Abraham. And you, I, I'm going to put this, the, the, and, and then read the, the verses 16 and 17. When Jacob awoke from this, his sleep, he thought, "Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it." He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. That's the invitation. You have the gate of heaven to experience God right now. And continue your walk with him. And discover your true self. That seal that tells you why you were born. And you will have fulfillment. Believe me. And God will be with you wherever you go. After this sermon, we're going to have communion. And invite you to come to the communion. And another way to experience this gate. Look at this way. As a divine gate. Go to the communion and talk to the Father directly. And ask your deepest desire. That you have at this particular moment. Like. uh, Jacob. Was desperate. And pretty sure most of us. Have a very difficult situation right now. He hasn't sleep. We have the opportunity. To have the breath of life. And experience God. And his responses. Let's pray. Father we thank you. We really thank you for placing the gospel of John so we can understand our real condition for those who do not know you, your son, through your son. I'm asking, Lord, for those that are hearing right now this message, that if they have not given their lives to you, Lord, that they can uh, responds to the call so he can open your son can open this basement of darkness and get down and save us so we can start going up in the ladder to experience heaven on earth and then live forever in the ages to come that's our prayer lord in jesus name we pray